All right, welcome back to another episode of Get to the Point with Buddy and Seabear. Seabear, uh, it was a interesting weekend in sports, uh, college football. There were some upsets, some blowouts in games that we thought could possibly be upsets. Uh, some big injuries in the NFL. Some teams that you thought would be a two and zero or not. Uh, but let's start with college football and. Let's just go right into it, Seabear. Let's start with Mississippi State and LSU. Um, we talked for the last two months about how we thought that Mississippi State could be hang around in this game, maybe even win. Boy, were we wrong. Uh, Jaden Daniels decided to have a career day. Threw, threw for 361 yards, threw for two touchdowns, and ran for two more. And then Malik Neighbors had a career day as well. And the Mississippi State offense looks yeah, Mississippi State offense looks absolutely dead. What what do you think? I think the offensive line is built to pass block. Not they're meant to go back. They're not meant to go side to side and they're not meant to go forward, so that's a problem. Um our receivers are not built for man coverage, they're built to sit in zones. Um, our quarterback is not meant for a pro-style offense. Um, our defensive line really sucks. Our secondary might be worse than them. Um, I think we're not a very good football team. I can say that in confidence, that we are not a very good football team and that I might as well just go ahead and burn a ticket that I've got for $100 on Mississippi State to win seven football games. Yeah, Will Rogers did not have a very good day. Uh, 11 of 28, which is really, really poor. Only threw for 103 yards. Um, like I said last week, there's going to be a lot of Mississippi State fans turning on him. I think they're if they haven't yet, it will it'll come soon. Not to add insult to injury, they put Mike Wright in at the very end of the game, and he does go and score a touchdown. Um, do you think that Will Rogers is your starting quarterback in two weeks against Alabama? Yeah. Because Mississippi State has religiously been the school that's not going to throw a kid under the bus. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it took, what, like eight games for them to finally decide that maybe Tyler Russell is not a good quarterback and start Dak Prescott? They had to watch him that's all a very throughout good, SEC football. So that's a good point. That was a little while ago. Was, damn, dude, that was ten years ago. I know, but dude, that was a great mind, huh? I got to know, right? It's got a mind on him. Yeah, that was a bad decision there. But this is—I don't know. I, if you're Zach Arnett, I just feel like you're in a horrible spot now because I feel like you were brought in just to kind of keep the team together, and now you lose. You have a poor performance against Arizona two weeks ago, and then you come in and get just skull drugged by LSU. And it wasn't necessarily that you just got beat bad by them. It was just the way that they looked the whole time. Like you said, secondary got blown up by Jaden Daniels. The offense couldn't do anything. They couldn't move. They couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't do anything. Uh, I don't know. This is, I was hope, I was honestly pulling for him because I feel like he was probably a pretty good dude. And, in the, under the circumstances, it was pretty tough. But now I just don't, I would, don't know if he's going to make it much less out of this year, but even through the rest of the year. 
because there's a lot of fans that are not happy with him. I don't think it's his fault. He's a system quarterback. If he's an air raid offense, he's fine. He's he's a he's a guy that can sit back there for three or four seconds and pick your defense apart, and find a guy that's open. But if you don't give him time, and you're expecting him to move around in the pockets, and you're expecting him to make reads, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you're talking about Will Rogers. Yeah, he just he's not. He's a great Mike Leach quarterback. He put up all yep. kinds of numbers, broke tons of records at Mississippi State, but I just don't know how well he works in other systems, and it doesn't look like he's working very well in this one. So Mississippi State has a lot to figure out pretty quickly too because uh, go to South Carolina this week. Uh, South Carolina's been really struggling, and uh, we'll see what happens. But one speaking of, of quarterbacks, in that game, here. one of two things happens. South Carolina is deflated because they just played possibly the best football game they could have played and got beat by two scores. Or they're pissed off that they just played the best football game they played and got beat by two scores and come out there and skull drug State. So State's either fixing to beat them in a close game or get absolutely skull drug. Yeah, well, we'll it, being in Columbia doesn't help you either. But um, No. I don't think anything can help that team, though. Speaking Maybe of quarterback Houston. situations that are struggling, though, let's go to Alabama. Uh, for oh, some God. reason, they decided to go to South Florida, uh, sat Jalen Milrow after the Texas game and started Tyler Buckner. He came out and had a whopping game. He went 5 for 14 for 34 yards in the first half. Decided to bench him for Ty Simpson, who was a freshman that they thought might be pretty good. He didn't really do anything else either. He didn't do anything either. He went five for nine for 73 yards. This game was three to three at halftime. Uh, they were able to score late, win 17 to three, but that's not the Alabama that you're used to. Sure enough, I'm sh- they'll, they had to go and figure all this stuff out the week before they play Ole Miss, which I'm assuming they'll probably figure out now. But um, I don't know. I just don't know what to think. They also named – Saban named uh, Milrow the starting quarterback for this coming week and I think the rest of the year. Uh, Milrow gives them the best chance to win games, especially big games. Um, but I, I don't know, man. This Alabama offensive line doesn't look very good. Their defense, their defense isn't doing anything special. I know it's, they only gave up three points, but it was South Florida. And they were still in a game late, which it shouldn't have been. The most – the most upsetting thing for Alabama right now is if you do get in a situation where you don't want to use Milrow, you don't have another option. Yeah, that's true. That's or if like, he gets hurt. If, I mean, he gets hurt or he throws two interceptions and just – if he throws two interceptions in Tuscaloosa by the third quarter, you don't have another option. you got to ride with it. Because neither, yep. neither one of the dudes they played against South Florida look any good. Um, one thing – Milrow does give you two things to stop if you're a defense, right? He can throw it. He doesn't make good decisions when he throws it, but he can throw it, and he can move. Yeah. So as a defense, you've got to be able to pre- you've got to prepare for both of those. So I think he is the starter because, just to be honest with you, Alabama's not a top twenty-five team if he's not a start if he's not the starting quarterback. Yeah. But yeah, which to, is wild to, to say. This is the first time. This is the first time Alabama's been out of the top ten of the AP poll since two thousand fifteen. To go into that, though, buddy, it's like the matchup that Ole Miss presents them is pretty tough. 
because Ole Miss's linebackers has been the problem in Ole Miss's defense, right? They've had a decent defensive line. They have a really good secondary this year. They have a good defensive line, and their linebackers are really good. So they can play as long as Golding doesn't just get blown up and he can go into halftime and make the adjustment, which he's shown every week that he will go into halftime and he will make the adjustment. If he can get into halftime in a one-score game, Ole Miss has a very good chance at winning this football game because Ole Miss puts it on you in the fourth quarter. That's when they put it on. Well, it's not just the fourth quarter. We've been lightening it up in the third. So, like you like you said, they're they're obviously going in making some kinds of adjustments and at halftime and coming out and executing pretty well. Uh, it happened again the other day. Uh, Ole Miss and Georgia Tech this week. It was ten to three at halftime, and then we scored thirty eight in the second half. Uh, gave up more points than I thought we would. Also, what a did did you see the backdoor cover there? Yeah, Kiffin knows. It happened dude. twice. Kiffin it happened knows. twice. We Love we it. went deep on a ball to to be in the point to where we're, we're covering. Georgia Tech goes and scores, and there's like two minutes left, and we have backups in, which is fair. But the backups wanting to play too, and he, we got a long run, scored a touchdown to cover again. Dart looked good again. Uh, didn't throw it as much. He was only 10 of 18, but he threw for 251, threw a touchdown, and then he also ran for a career-high 136 yards, and he scored two touchdowns running the ball. Um, he had a good day. We talked last week about how we thought that Ole Miss needed to establish a run game. There was a lot of questions whether or not Quinshawn Jenkins was going to be able to even play. Uh, he was a game-time decision, and he came out first drive playing. I wasn't even expecting him to play. He still doesn't look like his old self, but Ulysses Bentley looked really well, looked really good. Ran for 299 yards as a team. So they kind of, I think they had the idea of the same one we did that we had to establish some kind of run game. And they were able to, for the most part, had almost 300 yards rushing, which is more than you can ask for in a lot of situations. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you're playing, buddy. You rush for 300 yards, you're happy with it. And going into Alabama, we talked about it, right? You want to establish, you want to establish that confidence on the ground against, it doesn't matter who you're playing. You could have gone out there and mm-hmm. played St. Mary. It didn't matter. You had to go out there and establish the run. So giving yourself confidence going into this Alabama going into this Alabama game is only going to help on this. I think that's why you're getting a close line at seven in Tuscaloosa. They're telling you right now that if 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 Alabama was to go into Oxford and play, Alabama would be a two-and-a-half point favorite. That's what they're telling you right now. Uh, yeah, though. I've seen I crazy just feel- things, buddy. I know, but I feel like this is the exact same thing that happened back two years ago when Ole Miss was rolling going into Tuscaloosa and Alabama wasn't looking great. And I'm thinking that Ole Miss might have a chance to be, I don't know, a five-point underdog, something like that. Opening line comes out at 14, just begging you to take a little bite. And then Alabama runs away and beats you by 28, just because that's what they do. I feel like this is another situation like that, but a little bit smaller. But I'm this still is a way different Ole Miss team. And Jackson Dart said it. The culture's different, and I genuinely yeah, do no, believe I agree. That the culture's different in Oxford. Yeah, I think so too. I think that they've kind of all bought in. Got a lot of injuries still, though. Trey Harris is—he did not play this past week. He's—he did practice a little bit so far this week, which is good. The Caden Prescorn kid came from Memphis. He practiced this week, which is good. Still, no idea about Zachary Franklin. So it seems like. Both Harris and Priest Corner are going to be game time decisions. So, if both of them can play, that's a huge lift to the offense. Uh, just because I mean, our tight ends are fine, but like it's 
Michael Trigg can't run block. He can catch a lot of good balls, and he also decides to drop some wide-open touchdowns too. But he's just so hit or miss when it, in the passing game. He's not very good run blocking. Uh, Killian Heath has done fine. He's been serviceable. He works. He's been doing okay, but it's not the same as a high-caliber guy like Prescorn coming in. So I think that would be a big lift for Ole Miss. So we'll see what happens to them. And also Trey Harris is a one-on-one matchup nightmare because he's huge. He's fast. He's got good hands, as he's shown already this year. He's already caught five touchdowns in two games. So I think having them would be a huge lift. I agree that the culture's changed, but it's still Alabama, and that culture definitely hasn't changed. doesn't matter if they barely beat South Florida or not. They're going in and fully expected to win that game, and Saban's going to have them ready. I've heard from multiple people that Ole Miss is coming into this game with a loaded gun. That makes me think that you're getting Harris and the kid from Memphis at full go. That changes the offense. But let me tell you, you're getting the the Trey Harris kid back, and that's going to help your passing game. Everybody knows that. You're getting the tight end in. That's going to help your passing game, and it's going to help the run game. What is going to win this football game for either team is time of possession. It's not going to be one of those situations whoever gets the ball last is going to win. It is going to be time of possession wins. So you have to you have to genuinely – you're going to have to be able to sacrifice those two minutes coming out and scoring, punching Alabama in the mouth if you're Ole Miss. You're going to have to be willing to sacrifice that to hold the ball for a little bit longer. Simply, like I genuinely believe the team that runs for the most yards and has the longest time of possession is going to win this game. And – it's hard to see a world where you don't think Alabama thinks the same thing. Because yeah. if, if you let Alabama's offense on the field for 30 minutes of this, 30, let's say you let's say you say you let them on the field for 45 minutes of this game, they control three quarters of football. If you're an Ole Miss fan and you're in the Ole Miss locker room, you're toast and you know you are. Yeah, well, I just, just that right there just doesn't play in well to Ole Miss just because, I mean, we got killed time possession against Georgia Tech. And like you said, we score fast most of the times when we do score. I agree. I would love to be able to come out, just say come out, punch them in the mouth, score quick on the first possession maybe. But those second, third, and fourth possessions, we need to have some sustained drives. However, that also doesn't buy into what we've done well this year because going into Georgia Tech, Jackson Dart led the country in 20-plus yard completions. And I think we only took two shots that game, and both of them hit for like 40 yards. So – I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm interested. I'm ready for it. I'm excited to watch it. Um, but we'll see. Uh, another SEC matchup this past week, which was a little bit of a surprise. Tennessee got smoked at Florida in a place that they haven't won since 2003, which is mind-blowing. Yeah, Florida was in complete control of this game. Tennessee made the score closer than it ended up being than it, than it was at late. But Florida – I don't know. Maybe they're figuring it out. Maybe we were a little bit wrong about their team and Billy Napier. I don't know. I was surprised. It's a rivalry game. Anything can happen in a rivalry game. We saw it with Colorado State and Colorado, but I'm not – I'm more unimpressed with Tennessee because they could not handle it. They couldn't handle yeah. it. The one thing, this <laughs> why is nobody talking about Hypel calling two timeouts with 15 seconds left in the game? Why is nobody talking about that? Hyper deserves a solid place in hell for doing that. Like, you're an idiot. 
that's the whole reason that fight broke out because the kids had to stay out there longer. There was already Tennessee players in the tunnel, and somebody had to go in there and tell them, hey, he called another timeout. You lost the locker room by doing that. You caused a fight. You're an idiot. I don't care who – you deserve a solid place in hell. Yeah, Tennessee's got or is in trouble. Joe Milton's not as good as we thought, or a lot of people thought, because I didn't think he was that great. But I don't I know. We'll it. see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, he can I'll throw it far, but he can, he can throw, throw it far. He, he can throw it through the wall in my apartment. That's not saying a lot. I could probably put my fist through there, but he can throw it through the wall in my apartment. That may be so, but if you're throwing to a Florida guy that looks like he's the only person on the field, then that doesn't help you help you anything. <laughs> um, you talking about the punt he threw? <laughs> The, the, yeah, the it looks like a punt. <laughs> yeah, uh, Missouri with a big upset over Kansas State. Hey, look at the boys, huh? Sixty-one yarder, SEC record. Harrison Mevis, SEC record game-winning sixty-one yard field goal. He saved Drinkwitz because right before that, they went to uh, spike a ball to, to clock it and uh, had some time left on the clock. And then they, I guess the players thought it was a timeout because they all went to the sideline and started talking. And then Drinkwitz finally realizes, hey, we got to get back get out there and run a play when there's four seconds left on the play clock and they have to take a delay a game because they were out of timeouts. And it kicked, made a 56-yard field goal go back to a 61. And he was still able to make it, which was really cool. The fans rushed the field. It's kind of weird to see it against Kansas State. But then again, it's Missouri, so let them do what they want. Uh, speaking of fans rushing the field that didn't make any sense, the Colorado game. Uh, that was actually a really pretty entertaining game. I watched it a lot of it because it was came on so late. And uh, Shador Sanders, I mean, he had another good game, 38 of 47 for 348, threw for four touchdowns, and inter- he did throw an interception. But Travis Hunter had to leave the game uh, in the second quarter because of that that hit by the Blackburn kid. Uh, did you see where he's getting death, th- death threats? I can understand why. I mean, it was it's that wasn't no. even a football play. How he hit it the was, guy? It was a little bit late. Don't no, no stop. Before you say that, you watched you watched the Swamp Kings documentary, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the very first play of the game, the national championship against Oklahoma Mm-mm. in two thousand and eight, when Major Wright leapt, led with his head into the other guy's head before targeting was a thing, and just took him out when he easily could have gone for an interception. If you look at it, that wasn't that much worse. That was a worse hit than the one that was put on Travis Hunter. And at the time, it was a great play. It was a football play, and it was a hard hit. Nowadays, it's worthy of death threats. Come on. Well, you got to think about what what you're dealing with here. You're dealing with a Colorado team that hadn't had any success, and in their mind, this is the best thing that's happened since whatever, Bo Jackson, whoever. And – they're, they're pretty upset about it. This is my thing, buddy. You're not going to like this. Nobody's going to like it. And guess what? I don't care. I'm not here to make people happy. You get what you give. You can only be cocky for so long and somebody's going to be fed up. Colorado State came yeah. out and they were fed up with the crap. That's what you get. There's a fine line between playing with confidence and there's a fine line. And then you step over it and you're playing cocky. Colorado's been yeah. playing cocky for about two weeks. And there's a, if you're going to run into a team that is sick of your bull crap and they're going to do something like that to you. So, buddy, I don't agree with the hit, but I see why it happened. I, I understand why it happened 100%. But yeah. 
you still shouldn't get death threats because you're playing a football game. I just well, don't you think you should. Think, you got to look at the time and the, the era we live in. People are throwing empty. Dude, you get on Twitter and you say that your freaking your shoes suck. Somebody's going, oh, freaking show up and kill your mom. Like, what are you talking about? That's, right that's, that's fair. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Well, Colorado did walk away from that game. It took two overtimes to win. They won 43-35. to Colorado's got a big one coming up this week, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Uh, let's go to the NFL, though. Uh, not a whole lot of stuff, interesting stuff this week in the NFL. The Bengals lose to the Ravens, fall to 0-2. Uh, the Chargers lose to the Titans after being up huge. They also fall to 0-2, two teams that a lot of people thought could be Super Bowl contenders are now 0-2, which is not a very good start. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't have a very good game again. You Maybe you were right. Maybe he's in trouble. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. He kind of figured it out late, but early he looked bad. Mm. Mm. I'd hate to. I'd hate to be a quarterback that signed a deal because Daniel Jones has looked like poo poo, and so has Joe Burrow. I would hate to be the next quarterback that signs a big deal. I'll just say that. Glad it ain't. Me. Well, I saw something. I saw something earlier that Patrick Mahomes restructured his contract, so he's getting paid more in the next four years than anybody ever. So that may be. Maybe he's next. I don't know, but it is Patrick Mahomes, so probably not. Uh, did you watch the Browns and Steelers game last night? I, I was watching the Saints-Panthers game. I know. Why would you watch that game over the Browns-Steelers game? I was just kind of interested to see if Bryce Young could actually do something. He looked like a competent quarterback. But I did see what – I think I know what you're referring to, buddy. And Nick Chubb absolutely Marcus Lattimore his knee. That was the first person I thought of, too. It, <laughs> That's what it looked like, didn't it? It was so bad that they didn't show it on ESP, show it on a replay. Now it was everywhere on Twitter because Twitter is, like we just said, is a pretty rough place. But yeah, so that's actually a second AC, second knee in, significant knee injury that he's had in his career. He had another one in Georgia. He is out for the season. Uh, I have really just one question about this: Is does Nick Chubb ever play again? Uh, you hate it, but that, I mean, so that, you that, hate it, but God, it was bad. Yeah, that's it, one it was. How old is Nick Chubb, buddy? He's probably what thirty-two. Probably not that old. He 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 finished his last year at Georgia was two thousand eighteen, so he's only been in the league for five years. He's probably upper twenties, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. I'm just gonna look it up for the sake but, of what we're talking about. But still, either way, it's it's it was brutal. It made me sick it's when I watched it. It's 27. Yeah. That – if we do see him back, what? there's no way he's, been, he's the Nick Chubb that we're used to. There's just no, no way. I don't – You can't – I don't think so either. There's no way, man. I, it's, I and it really does. sucks. Man, it Wouldn't really sucks him? because he was – he's honestly one of the best running backs in the NFL, and it, you just hate to see it. Yeah, dude. He – I mean, honestly, man – I'm still kind of stuck on if we're going to see him play or not, honestly. I don't know, bro. I want to. You don't want to see a dude end his career like that, but gosh, it's going yeah, to be so you're right. to come back from that, dude. I know. One more injury news update. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went ahead and had a surgery last week. Did you see where he said that he's possibly thinking about returning for the playoffs? Do you think that's even realistic at all? I told you. I know um, you said it, but. I. I do think it's realistic, and this is why I think it's realistic. I had Tommy John surgery in 2016, 
And at the time, there was yeah. this new thing coming out about Tommy John where you could come back fully recovered in six months. So there is so there is medical what what's the word I'm looking for? Renovation. Advancement. advancement. Yeah, advancement. That's it, buddy. So there is advancement in the medical field to where they can do some things. Now, is a 39-year-old going to come back from an Achilles tear in four or five months? I doubt it very seriously. But there's a chance. If, I don't yeah. think the Jets make the playoffs. I think that's pretty far-fetched. But Well, yeah, I think I was about to say, I don't think they'll be in the playoffs anyway. But yeah. The way that offense looked, now it is Dallas defense, but the way that offense looked with this past week with Zach Wilson at that quarterback, uh, I think it's time to honestly, if you do want to make the playoffs, if you think this year's your year, I think it's time to start looking at trade pieces. Uh, you could trade for Kirk Cousins. I can see that happen. Well, that's it. Really, kind of comes down to though, like if you actually believe that he can come back, then yeah, I wouldn't necessarily go for a Kirk Cousins because his contract's so messed up. I wouldn't do that. But like maybe go like we talked about, go get like a Matt Ryan or a um, a Tom Brady or somebody like that. Like I said last week. Chad Kelly's season's about to end up in Canada. Why don't you go take a chance on him? No, no, don't do that. Okay, okay. Well, never mind. But oh well. <laughs> All right, see, let's move on to. Uh, hey, Chad Kelly be the best quarterback he's ever had because he what? never got to play with. He never got to play Hold with on. Aaron Rodgers. Hold on, don't talk crap about Jake Chan, bro. Or Marcus Murphy. Don't, hey, Marcus Murphy was a really good high school quarterback. He couldn't throw it. but <laughs> That's no disrespect on Jake Chan and Marcus, but no. Uh, let's go on to the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly sea bear. What was your good? I'm going to stay on this hill until they're in the freaking top four in the college football playoff. It's Penn State, dude. Penn State is freaking good, man. Why are they not getting the respect they deserve? They're better than Michigan. I don't care what anybody says. They're better than Michigan. They came out this year, started at number seven, and they're still there. That just doesn't make any Ridiculously sense. Ridiculously stupid. Yeah, I agree. But however, I, you're not going to like mine, but my good was Jaden Daniels because he was really, really good. Uh, I understand. <laughs> um, I understand completely, but he looked really good. I didn't like it because I've talked bad about him for a while, but I, he he did good. So you got to respect when he when he shows out. But my bad stays on quarterbacks, and it's going to be the Alabama whole Alabama quarterback room. Uh, after this past performance, they went like I said, combined like ten of twenty five or twenty three, which is just not very good. And Jalen Milrow doesn't seem to be the answer either because they benched him for some reason. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens this coming week. Like I said, they'll probably be all-stars come next week against Ole Miss. But who's your bad, Seabear? The Big 12 as a whole, that conference is bad. Oklahoma State gets beat by South Alabama. Iowa State got beat by Ohio. Kansas State got beat by Missouri. Missouri. And I think there's a couple more losses in there that I'm not keeping up with. But the Big 3, yeah. How do you? if you're Oklahoma State, how in the freaking crap do you get beat by 20-something points by South Alabama at home? At home. Yeah. They literally paid them to come play you, and you got beat by Ford scores. It's ridiculous. I don't think I don't think South Alabama has won a game against a Power 5 conference since, um, you know, that one game back in Starville a couple years ago. 
I don't got buddy. I can't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, hey, Jeff Driscoll went off that day. For, Jeff Driscoll went off that day for the Jaguars. Okay, it's hard to beat. It's hard know. to beat a good Jeff Driscoll. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, see Bear, what was your ugly? All right, buddy, I'm gonna do it. Mississippi State. I'm gonna. I, if you're gonna if you're gonna hype them up, you gotta be able to break them down. Mississippi State, ugly, bad, ugly, I, buddy. I'm almost convinced that they will not win seven games. That I might go out there and burn that ticket that's worth two hundred dollars in my car. Well, I might just burn it. Well, I went with the same idea, but a little bit different. I had the Mississippi State offense. Uh, the defense didn't yeah. look good either, but Jay Daniels had a career day, so I'll give him a little slack. But the offense was bad, buddy. The, the, okay, hold on. The defense lost track of, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the SEC. They I don't did know if he's the best, but he's he definitely was. he's definitely he's definitely the best on that team. Who's better? I mean, who's better? Say it, because I know who you're thinking right now off the top of your head. Same person I'm thinking. Who's I'm not better? gonna. No, I'm not gonna say him because he's he didn't play last week, so. <laughs> but okay a first team all-american in college football at wide receiver yes and yes, you lose right. track of him 10 to 15 times you don't know where he is on the football field that can't happen yeah well i agree Stop. so miss mississippi state in general was ugly this week so yep yeah uh let's move on to this coming week in college football this week is loaded with games uh the there's a lot of ranked matchups, which we haven't really had yet. We're going to start off with one that's not a ranked matchup, but one of them is ranked Florida State at Clemson. Seabear, who do you think wins this? this? This will probably be determined the winner of the ACC. You give me a line that makes me think somebody's going to win. So I'm going to do it. Clemson's going to win. Okay. I don't think they're going to win because I think we talked about Dabo enough a couple weeks ago that I think that's he's going to come find a way to screw it up again. I think Florida State wins that one. Uh, Hold on, buddy. The Let one we talked about. On a little, Hold on. The speech. Hold on. Hold on. From what? Or from who? Dabo. The last time Clemson I don't want to hear speech from Dabo. Hold on. Let me find it. Where is it? I can't find it. Well, I'll try to find it and put it on here because that is. Who cares what Dabo said, however long ago that was? (laughs) How long ago was that? Ten years? Dude, it was a long time ago. The video was fuzzy. It wasn't even in 4K or not even in HD. Exactly. Exactly. It was a long time ago. An underdog? But. <laughs> Game we talked about a little bit earlier. Number fifteen, Ole Miss goes to Tuscaloosa, plays number thirteen, Alabama. First time Alabama's been outside the top ten since two thousand fifteen, and I think that was after Ole Miss beat them, which happened eight years ago today. Actually, personally, I'm tired of seeing the same highlights that we have to show every single time because that's the last time we beat Alabama. I would love to go in there and get a win. I'm not going to pick this game because it's too much into my. My emotions are going to play too much of a role, so I'm just not even going to bite it. Seabear, what do you think? 
I think it's going to be a really good – I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be a four-quarter football game. And for your sake, buddy, I'm not even going to say who I think is going to win the game because that's how like much that. I want to see you happy. I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens there. 2.30 on Saturday, CBS. Uh, another good game. We got, we're about to find out. We're going to find out what Colorado is made of. Uh, number 19, Colorado goes to Eugene, plays number 10, Oregon. Spreading that game to 21. Do you think they cover? Oregon. Do you think Oregon covers? I absolutely yeah, think Yeah, I do too. This is my thing, buddy. You played a five and seven TCU team. You played a four and eight Nebraska team that very well could be three and nine. And then you played a really yeah. bad Colorado State team. And Colorado State made you look human. Do you think Oregon yeah. wants to come in there and play a close game with Colorado? No, because if they keep it close, then Oregon does have firepower enough to at least have a chance to win. Or I mean, Colorado does. So yeah, no, I agree. I think Oregon's going to come in and lay them lay them down pretty easy. I think blow, they do cover. I'm talking about blow the. <laughs> Doors off of you. I think where everybody's about to figure out what we've been saying for a few weeks. Yep. That Colorado is not as good as everybody thought. So, yep. got another ranked Pac 12 matchup. Number 22, UCLA goes to number 11, Utah. Uh, I don't know. Do you think, is Cam rising back yet? He's got to get real close to it. If, if he plays that game, Utah wins easy. Yeah, if they if he plays, they win easy. I haven't seen enough on UCLA to even tell you, but I like I like Utah. Yeah. I think they're really athletic. I think they could. I genuinely think Utah could compete in the Big Ten, the SEC. I think they're that physical of a football team. So I like Utah to win that. Game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ole Miss, Alabama, Colorado, Oregon, UCLA, and Utah are all coming on at the same time, 2.30 on CBS, ABC, and Fox. So if you want to channel flip, there's going to be three great games to flip between, I think. Uh, another Pac-12 ranked matchup. We got three of them this week. So that tells you how deep the Pac-12 has been this year. Uh, our team that we picked earlier, Oregon State, goes to Wazoo and plays Washington State, who's now 21st in the country. This is going to be a dog fight because it crazy thing hap- crazy thing happens at Washington State. Uh, spread on that game is you would you would assume that Oregon State would be favored by kind of heavily. They're only favored by three. I think that it wouldn't surprise me a bit if Washington State pulls this one out. I wouldn't be surprised either, buddy. It's going to be defense, defense, defense. And if you're giving me a good defense at home, the home crowd's going to cause problems for the opposing offense, not your offense. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to line with you here. I'm going to say Washington State wins that too. All right. That game follows the um, Utah-UCLA game on Fox at 6. The game of the, game of the week, uh, not the one I'm most interested in, obviously, but game of the week, Ohio State goes to number nine, Notre Dame. So you got a top ten matchup here. There's only top ten matchup of the week, but this is – I think the winner of this game has a legit fast track in it. If if well, maybe not fat, the winner, but if Notre Dame can pull this one out, I think they're in the playoff. Yeah, I can see that because who? I mean, their next, their what is it? Florida State and then Clemson, or they don't play Florida USC. State? They play Clemson. Ooh, that's play USC. Uh, um, yes, and then I think they play. They play USC later, but still, I think that. 
I think Notre Dame could w- easily win that game. But what's the line in that game, buddy? Ohio State by three. In Notre Dame. Yep. Oh. Kyle McCord looked better this past week, which is the only reason why I'm being really pretty hesitant to pick Notre Dame. Um, I think if if he struggles, then Notre Dame's going to have a really, really good chance. Being at home helps too. It's a night game. It's at 6:30 on NBC. I don't know, man. This is a almost like a pick 'em type thing. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, you definitely don't bet it. Um. Well, if I took Ohio State, I wouldn't take the three points. I'd take a money line. Yeah. But I would be scared to lay juice right. on that because I, I agree with you, buddy. It feels like a pick 'em. But yeah. think about this: if we're if we're gonna take we're going to take into consideration that Alabama's a seven-point favorite at home. They'd be a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Ole Miss. You take into consideration if this game was played in Ohio State, they'd be a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. So, I don't, man. I haven't seen enough out of Ohio State to feel comfortable even saying they can win this game. I've seen enough I out agree. of Notre Dame to say they can. Yeah, which is wild to say after the past few years, but. I'll I think Notre Dame wins it. All right. Oh, we just – oh, that was awesome, dude. That was sweet. Uh, Big Ten ranked matchup, the team that we think is getting disrespected. Number seven, Penn State hosts number 24, Iowa. Penn State favored by 14 and a half. I think they went by 20. Yeah, I was going to say, get the out of here, boy. They are about – they're – Penn State's about it, dude. I'm tired of people freaking disrespecting them, dude. They are about it. They're about their life. They're about the business. Penn State by 50. All right. And then last game, if you even want to talk about it, Mississippi State, South Carolina. Does Mississippi State go in and win? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Can we, not think, can we not talk about it? I mean, they suck. We don't have to. We don't have to. They so suck. the NFL – NFL week three, uh, you know how many undefeated matchups there are? Mm. No. One. That's it. Who is it? The Eagles at the Bucks on Monday night. Get that. Uh, that game don't even sound fun. I agree. I, there's not really any NFL games that sound very fun to me. Also, before we go on to the, your lock, do you like the – Two games on Monday night. Because mm. there's two more this week. I don't hate it. But for me, it's like Monday night football, is, I just kind of want to sit there and kind of have it as background noise almost. So I don't want to feel and the pressure. And if it's pressure. a good game, then watch. Yeah, I don't want to feel the pressure to have to flip back between two games. I, I don't agree. Like that. I don't like it. Uh, did you see the whole thing on the Monday night football curse the last few days? Or just today? Last three Monday night football games have been played. Last Monday night game of the year last year, DeMar Hamlin almost dies. First Monday night football game of the year this year, Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles. Second week, Nick Chubb injury. So the last three have been pretty rough. That's that's the question. (laughs) Honestly, you hate to say it, but that's the question. But, Seabear, who is your lock of the week? It's ugly. I'll be honest with you. It is ugly. Um, rookie quarterback going against a good defense at home. The only reason I like it is because it is at home. 
And I think that the quarterback they're going against is is faulty at best. I've been on record at, at saying that Derek Carr is not a good quarterback. He shows signs of brilliance, and he also shows signs of absolute stupidity. Jordan Love's played really good football. If if the defense can hold up against the Falcons this past weekend, they're 2-0. and uh, the, the Packers defense gave up 13 points in the fourth quarter, which you don't ever want to see. So I'm going to give you Packers money line, two points. I don't like the points. Packers money line at 125. It'll probably go up to 150 by the time this thing kicks off. So if you like it, go ahead and get it. All right. So Packers money line against the Saints. You did get a win last week. Kansas City covered against the Jaguars. So that moved us to 5-1 and one on the season. Uh, looking to make it 6-1 and one this week. That was an easy uh, Packers money line against the Saints. Yeah, I agree. That's easy. Uh, so, Seabear, mm-hmm. got a little news for the people. I am about to be starting a new little talk show every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, going to start at first Monday of October. Going to be called The Buddy Deal Show. It's pretty simple. I'm going to give you a 15 to 20-minute rundown on sports on what happened on the on the day. And if on Mondays, I'll c- catch you up on what happened on the weekend, make it run a little bit longer. I uh, just wanted to do it, wanted to see what happens. And so, yeah, we're going to start the Buddy Deal Show coming, I think, October the 2nd or the 3rd. So we'll see what happens. Buddy, I love this, man. We talked about it like two or three weeks ago. And this is not just like this is something that you would be good at and this is something you are good at. But you're really good with all sports. So, like, we strictly talk about, like, football on here, a little bit of basketball, baseball. But you're good with all sports. Like, you follow tennis and you follow golf and all that stuff. So, this is something, like, really good for you. And I'm proud of you, man. It, a lot of people try and knock people for when they when they step out on a limb and they're like, man, that's stupid. Why would you step out on a limb like that? I think it's great, man. Because you never know what can happen. You can catch a you can catch a whim with some people, and you can have two or three hundred listeners a day, and that's all you need, man. You just need somebody that's willing to go into work and want to listen to Buddy Deal. And for me, I'm yeah. excited for you. I love you, man. I'm proud of you. Well, I appreciate it, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's gonna keep it pretty short. Just we'll talk about not like I said, we're gonna talk about try. I'm gonna talk try to talk about everything. Uh, whatever happened today in sports, we're gonna cover it. Uh, it will be available on Spotify, YouTube, and uh, Apple Podcasts. So going to try to get the videos out. Should be, I don't know, around the middle of the day each day. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited about it. Going to get that rolling here in a little bit. Uh, but other than that, anything else, Seabear? No, I don't want to say anything else. I'm just really upset. Like my life in general, dude, I just – why must I consistently burn money? Why, why do I do it every freaking preseason, dude? I just love Mississippi State. And I want to see them do good, and they stink. God, they suck. Sorry, I'm bugged. That's okay. We'll see what happens. Maybe they'll turn it around. No, Maybe. Probably not. But <laughs> All right, well, thank you all again for joining in to get to the point with Buddy and Seabear. Uh, we will catch you all again next week. And we'll see what happens. We'll look for Seabear's Lock of the Week. If you'll just follow that, we might win some money instead of taking preseason totals. But uh, 
I was taking that Colorado over three and a half, and I hated it when I put it in, and now I love it. That's that's a great point. So we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you again for joining in, and we'll see y'all next week.